That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I am here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hi, James. How are you doing today? Have you done your weekly review? And how is your inbox looking? Hi, Jean. Um, I'm doing very well today. Because of our recording schedule, I am a day away from doing my weekly review. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm also like my inbox has ballooned. Um, (laughs) It's at 71 messages at the moment. Um, But part of that is because... um, when somebody buys a ticket to live near WWDC, it gets I get an email notification in my inbox. So a lot of those are just people buying tickets, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Um, every year when we we launch the ticket sales for this event, which uh, benefits App Camp for Girls and is pretty much the most fun thing you can do at WWDC, in my very objective opinion. Um, <laughs> seeing people snap up those tickets is always fun. So I don't blame you for not writing a rule that m- makes those uh, notifications go into a box where you don't have to look at them because it's fun to see um, people being enthusiastic about supporting our event. Absolutely. So, well, my situation is not much better from a, a GTD point of view. I have not done a weekly review. I have been on the road more or less for two weeks, almost two weeks, and um, and not in a productive, worky kind of way, but a family business uh, way. And I have, uh, that's what I want to talk about today, what I've learned um, in the last couple of weeks. But so I haven't done the weekly review. I haven't even thought about the weekly review. <laughs> and <laughs> I, um, my inbox has climbed to an alarming 223 emails, but I think, you know, that will not take long to pare that down to the right number. Um, in fact, you know, I do feel like I've been super productive, especially in the last week. Um, just not in the usual way. Uh, so, yeah, I, if it's okay with you, I wanted to dive into the topic of how you pack up your family home that you've your family's owned for 55 years and, uh, without going crazy. That would be uh, an excellent topic to talk about, and I would love to hear any tips or lessons that you have learned in doing so because – um, my sister and I are in the process of doing that, and it's been slow going, and um, we could use all the help we could get. <laughs> well, yeah, I I mean, I went – I'm lucky, I think, because we have a big team. <laughs> I have three mm-hmm. siblings, um, my sisters, Peggy and Judy, along with my brother, Bob, and our dad, who is also named Bob. We all went to Miami. Um, to do this job. My father has not really been using the house in Miami. He's, he spends most of his time in Central Florida where my stepmother has a house. And 
but you know, it's hard to let go of your house that you've mm-hmm. had for a long time. But in the meantime, you know, we've had a family friend renting the house the last couple of years, but now he's moving out. And regardless if somebody's there taking care of stuff, my father still had to have that as a worry. Um, and he's 84 now, and we just don't want him to worry about the house and the pool. You know, this is Florida, so okay. this major maintenance uh, uh, task is pool maintenance <laughs> in Florida. A lot of people have to deal with that. So uh, my sister Judy, she's the one who organized the the plan. She made all the arrangements because she is the most organized person in our family um, by a, you know, quantum level. <laughs> she, mm-hmm. She's also the biggest minimalist. Like when you go to place her house, you don't see stuff hanging around <laughs> at all. Um, and we had four whole days. So that helped um, to do that. And I think that, you know, it was, I mean, it felt, daunting but doable because we were all in it together and we had this specific number of days because none of us live in Miami anymore so mm-hmm. there's no you know leaving things for later if uh, we wanted it done we had to do it during the time we had allotted and um, we each picked an area to tackle and for me that was the the first thing I wanted to do was uh, to do my mother's desk so even though um, she passed away in 2000, so 19 years ago, she, her stuff, you know, hasn't really been touched or sorted or at all. And she tended to be one of those people. She saved a lot of stuff. She, her desk tended to be piles of mail on it. And mm-hmm. I knew like that I could do it by proxy. If I could do it for my mother, when I came home, I would possibly have more like momentum to do some of my own decluttering, which has turned out to be true. That's kind of exciting. But mostly in my mom's desk are photos, like all kinds of photos. And, you know, some going back to like the 1920s or 30s. Um, Oh, wow. You know, but they're tiny little snapshots. Like they didn't make big prints back then. (laughs) And you can barely tell what's going on in the picture. And a lot of them, but I, you know, one of the things that I've learned is that I can throw away photos. It's doable. I used to have that attitude that like, you just don't throw them away. Right. Like I think when, when all the photos that my family has from over the years, people would look at them, they'd put them back in those envelopes that they came from the photo processing place and put them away saying like, Oh, well, You know, we don't want to throw any of those away. Somebody might want them. But I was the person this year, I just said, nobody wants these photos. Like, not all of them, obviously, but I had to go through and just look and say, can I think of anybody who would put this photo in a frame where they would see it every day? No. Like things that were very, um, I mean, we took a lot of crappy photos. Let's just be Mm -hmm. honest. (laughs) And Mediocre photos with poor quality lighting and focusing, you know, the and a lot of them have, have deteriorated over the years anyway. And I thought, you know what, I don't want to leave this photo around so that one of our, 
you know, nieces or nephews ends up being the one saying like, what is this photo and why did they keep it? Um, so another thing that cracked me up about that era of photo processing, you know, at your local drugstore or wherever mm -hmm. is that they had, you know, this promotional thing that just, I think got out of hand because every place just made two prints of every photo. So you had two prints of every crappy photo and, uh, yeah, so I threw out a lot of those. I did throw out some old family photos that I thought, you know what? These are too tiny. They're not interesting. I saved all the ones that were obviously my mom and my grandmother and my great-grandmother. But then there's people I'm like, I don't know these people. <laughs> and I Nobody wrote on the back of these photos who they are, and they're not that interesting. Um, it was it was a bit of a uh, wrenching uh, experience because I knew that I could picture a scenario by which I would say, oh, I didn't know those were photos of so-and-so, the famous whatever, and now, right. right? But, you know, I got to live with that. Um, and having just having a system which was that having a standard, which was looking at it and saying, does anybody in the family that's currently in the family want to look at this photo, you know, more than once every 30 years. So um, having uh, that made it easy to throw out a lot of stuff, you know. Um, and then the photos that were uh, ones that I thought were particularly, you know, appropriate for one or another person in the family to have. So pictures of my sister Peggy with my mom. I didn't think I would keep that even though I liked the photo. And if there's multiples, maybe I would take one, but Peggy should have that photo, um, that kind of thing. So I divided up the photos into, um, I got these clear um, zipper pouches, sort of like legal size zipper pouches. Mm -hmm. And that was really good. And, you know, I do want to say like supplies, having the right supplies on hand right away in the beginning really made a big difference. So we had a lot of different size boxes for stuff that we were donating or keeping. We got a bunch of contractor bags, which are basically like large, heavy-duty trash bags. Oh, yes. I'm familiar with them. Right? And uh, those are, I mean, we filled up. I, I didn't even count. Um, we filled up a lot of those. And so photos like that I knew I was throwing away, I just put them right in those contractor bags and um, I kept those, I had those zipper pouches handy for the photos that I wanted people to either decide on their own they wanted to throw away or keep. And uh, uh, post-it notes and markers and tape, that was really helpful. I mean, tape, obviously. The post-it notes we didn't have right in the beginning, and I wish that we had had them because one thing we didn't do right at the beginning is set up ground rules, <laughs> okay. which uh, led to a few things of my father's getting tossed that he was planning to keep um, that, you know, he didn't know that we had the notion that if, if it was in the closet or in a drawer that had already been looked at, that it was something to, to be tossed out, that everything had been picked over for what you wanted to keep. I see. And he was having kind of a mixed approach. <laughs> and he was not, he wasn't happy. I mean, it was, he, my sister threw out some of his clothes 
um, but I don't think they were anything special, just clothes that he thought he would wear. And they're gone, and he can buy new clothes. So, <laughs> so yeah, so having Post-it notes handy so you can mark stuff. Like I started marking boxes saying this is stuff to be recycled, you know. This is mm-hmm. stuff to go be donated. And then at least you have a fighting chance of your stuff not going into the trash. <laughs> that <laughs> when, is true. <laughs> when five people are are, you know, tackling um the job. It was bound to happen. And luckily nothing I would say irreplaceable or really valuable, sentimentally valuable, got thrown away. Um, Then one thing I did that uh, everybody liked is the photos that I, um, you know, thought we might want to keep, but were not of, were, there were photos of the family together. Mm -hmm. Um, So not obviously a photo for one of my sisters or my brother to keep, but that we all might want to have one of. I put them in a box. And then on a third day, I told everybody, we're going to do this um, and it's going to be fun. Uh, We will go through these photos. It'll be, you know, a kind of photo swap where everybody gets to look at these photos once. And if you want to keep one, keep any of them, you know, you make your own pile. And then if some people want the same photo, we'll, either negotiate or we'll make copies <laughs> and right, right. it worked out really well and everybody enjoyed it. It was a, it was a fun thing of the process. And I was happy that I had thought it through that way. Cause you know, if I had everybody look at every photo, they would have all, we wouldn't have gotten everything done. Because right. No, under- that's a, yeah, a lot of photos. Um, so that was uh that was a big, Part of it, I, you know, I got good at figuring out which it hurts me to throw books away, but there's some books that just don't go to the thrift store or whatever, you know, to the bookstore. They, you know, they're, they're junk and nobody wants them anymore. So that was, but, and that was kind of, again, my rule of thumb was like, would anybody actually want to read this book? (laughs) Would they want it in their home? You know? And and if I couldn't come up with a compelling answer, I um, tossed it. So another thing that cracked me up, I I I said to my father, "Who in the school board or the the, the teachers union? Because my parents were both teachers, you know, has a cousin in the trophy business. Because there are so many trophies and plaques <laughs> for uh, my parents, mainly that my parents had." earned, you know, for being, you know, they got got thanked for things or they were on a committee, they got thanked for that, you know, some, um, and that, you know, all that went in the trash, obviously. There's just, there. I, I, I some of them I looked at and I thought, would anybody really want to keep these? They're just cheap things that somebody in an office, mm-hmm. you know, had a phone number of a place that made them and they'd make them up and give them out at banquets and stuff, so... So those all went. Um, I had uh, some trophies of my own, <laughs> uh, including my oratory contest trophy from elementary school. I was the winner of the oratory contest. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, I sort of forgot that I got this trophy and it's, cus- you know, with my name on it. 
And then I thought, well, this is junk, really, but I will take a picture of it. And so I took a picture of several things, you know, throughout that I thought a picture is actually better than keeping the original object because I can look at the picture. And oh, absolutely. Yeah. I can tweet the picture and so forth. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, that's something to remember when you're trying to decide whether to hold on to memorabilia is, you know, could you just take a photo of it and would that that do the trick? Um, that that uh, technique of taking a picture and but letting the thing go is definitely helped me get rid of so many things um, <laughs> because really it is that reminder that's more interesting than the the actual physical thing in many many cases for me. Yeah, I still can't throw out photos though. Well, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> Maybe you need to invite me to your next now, <laughs> declutter. <laughs> I mean, if I scan them once again, if I yeah. don't know who the heck they are and I scan them, then that's maybe would be one way to get rid of some photos. But yeah. um believe me, James, if you saw some of these photos, like half focused photo of the cat on the couch like at a weird right. angle and I can't even remember which cat it is. Uh, that n nobody wants that photo. No, uh, nobody <laughs> does. Or even a scan of that photo. Right. Um we did take my father's slides. Um he was very much a uh slide film shooter back in the day and liked to do slideshows. We did throw away the slide projector, however. <laughs> um and we uh we found a service that would take the slides and digitize them, and we did it on the spot. Like my sister found the place, and she found there, you know, she printed out a label um, that we could use to take that box of slides to UPS and have them uh, digitized so that, you know, they didn't get slid back somewhere in a dusty shelf somewhere you know, for another 50 years. So that could turn out to be interesting stuff because slide quality was pretty good, you know, compared yes, to... Yes, as opposed to a 110 Instamatic. Yes. <laughs> I threw I threw out a lot of negatives too. I threw out all the negatives, honestly. I, I thought nobody's... Because the, there's the negatives of the photo of the cat on the couch, you know, like... Right. There might be some good negatives in there, but I think who's going to go through that and really look at it? None of us. And we just, we have a lot of photos. We still have a lot of photos. It's not like we have none now. So you got rid of all of your crappy photos. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Is I mean, I hate to bring up Marie Kondo, but that's what it was. Kind of that feeling of, does this bring you any joy looking at this photo? Nope. Then, or anybody else, will it bring anybody else joy? And I, I made the call on a lot of things, and I saved um, us a lot of time. And as my sister Peggy said, don't even tell us, you know, because right, they won't even if, know. <laughs> if you haven't thought of the thing in that long, and it disappears, you wouldn't. You don't know, right? It's Schrodinger's uh, <laughs> photo, <laughs> right? Schrodinger's photo of a cat. 
Um, Maybe it wasn't even a cat in the photo. That's right. Um, It's it's that bad a photo. The most unusual thing or unexpected thing happened was a bottle of wine was in the mix of stuff. Like we had old bottles of liquor, you know, all got emptied and bottles recycled. But there was an unopened bottle of wine that – it looked like it could be something special. And of course, my sister Judy says, I think we should just open it and pour it down the drain and, and recycle it. And I said, well, can I Google it first? And then I did. And I'm, I had to say, I'm sorry to tell you this, but that is a $800 bottle of wine, apparently. And I don't think we can open it up and pour it down the sink in good conscience. <laughs> so, no, that seems... So we didn't we didn't decide what to do. I actually asked on social media and got some interesting suggestions, but we brought the bottle of wine back and I'm responsible for it. I that was my sister Judy again said, "Okay, you're in charge of this." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, I will be." Um I will check in with a couple of wine people maybe here in Portland uh to see what they would do and if the thing is, well, nothing because, you know, we're not wine dealers. <laughs> we only have the one bottle. It could be bad, right? So uh, it's a uh, – and then we'll open it up and we'll try it and then we'll pour it down the drain, I guess. Who knows? But I, I don't think we'll get $800 for it. You know what I mean? No, that's, that's – usually when you look things up online, that price is very uh, – it's more like what you would pay for it for right. the dealer. Right. It's so like a car. When you take out the markup, yeah, it's mm-hmm. usually you would get less. But still, if you got $600 for a found bottle of wine, that still would be pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I hope uh, – I mean I, I'm just going to keep you know looking around online as well and, and um, see, you know, I hope that I can bring that – bottle, you know, to an interesting conclusion. Uh, but I am okay with the conclusion being, oh, well, uh, it's not really worth it to put in more time. Uh, let's just open it up and see if it's any good. And, and of course, knowing my dad's taste in wines, if we found some wine and we got $3 for a bottle of <laughs> that would be remarkable. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I think this bottle was purchased by my grandmother's cousin, um, who my father had gone and cleared out her stuff at one point up in um, Boca Raton area. And he came home with like all of her liquor cabinet. And that's why we had all, all of these weird liquors, <laughs> too. I mean, I don't know if the name Vandermint means anything to you, but that is a chocolate mint liqueur. It's in a in a ceramic bottle with like you know blue painting on it, looking oh, very see. Dutch. So that I remember that from my childhood, probably because it was chocolate mint. Um, so, <laughs> not drinking it. I don't remember drinking it. Just that I was intrigued because it smelled like a liquor I would drink. <laughs> Oh, the other thing that was really interesting about the whole process, and this was definitely my sister Judy, uh, her her approach is don't mess around 
with having friends come over. Oh, we, we banned everybody from our house. Like we didn't let people drop in on us during the day because we knew um, we would oh, yeah. get e- off track. Easy, easy to procrastinate. Yeah. And so we made plans with people in the evening and uh, we we were pretty blunt about the fact that we didn't want to see people showing up and we didn't need any help, you know, help in uh, quotation marks. So, uh, but another thing that Judy did is she booked the uh, Dr. Junk is his name or as a company name uh, that she found probably through Yelp or something. And she, this is a company, you know, that specializes in picking up your junk and getting rid of it. Um, I've heard of these companies before and it was amazing. You know, we could have never have done this, the five of us, or even, you know, with two of our, three of our able-bodied friends, we needed professional people to, to load all that stuff onto, to a truck and drive it away. Um, they also took apart the furniture. We got rid of, you know, all sorts of cabinets um, and shelving that nobody wants, right? <laughs> Not even mm-hmm. the, the thrift store. In fact, you know, that was an, a good thing having these guys is they have that experience of what really just has to go to the to the dump and what um, what a thrift store might be interested in having. But, and we had them scheduled for... The first day, let's see, how did it work? The, Judy had him scheduled to come on the second day and make two trips, and they came on the third day as well. And because we knew they were coming and around what time, you know, we had great motivation to keep moving through the whole uh, stuff and have stuff ready for them to take out when they got there and not waste their time. So... Um, it, it's not cheap. It's very similar to hiring movers, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it made, it made the task go way better. And, uh, if anybody is in the Miami area and wants, uh, the number for Dr. Junk, I mean, I'm sure you can Google it. Those guys were awesome, but find your own Dr. Junk wherever you are. I'm planning to do something like that for my own house now, because I think having been through this whole process, I am much more sensitive to, you know, the stuff in the basement that I've been planning to get rid of for X number of years that can go. And it would go real easy if I called up junk guys to just take it, you know, and it would be gone. Um, And I I don't think, you know, I don't have a whole house of 55 years worth of stuff to get rid of. So I don't think the expense will be that great. And it would if it helped me, you know, finally make a move on some of the stuff that I have left, you know, I procrastinated on. Um, I look forward to that. Absolutely. Yeah. The place in uh, my area is, uh, it's just called Got Junk. Yeah. Um, And I think they're in a number of different markets and I've used them once in the past. And yeah, it was very kind of quick and easy. Um, and like you said, it's not like dirt cheap or anything, but it's it's the right it's the right tool for the job sometimes. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. It um it, if it gets the job done and you don't get injured <laughs> trying to schlep your own stuff to 
the the dump or the or the uh, thrift store, then that's that's worth something. And then my final observation on the whole thing that was interesting to me was, as I said at the beginning, I didn't even think about doing a weekly review because everything I had to do was right in front of me, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I um, I definitely enjoyed in some ways the feeling of being very productive um, in a very focused environment and being very absorbed by the task, you know, which had a payoff, um, an obvious payoff, which is we got the job done. And it was, it was good. It was like kind of good hard work for four days at the, in the house. And so I don't know. I, I think that, like I said, I, I come home now with a little bit of momentum to to bring that attitude to to my own stuff and and work on that in, in chunks, not four days in a row. <laughs> but, but I think I could definitely um, declutter some stuff that would make me a lot happier. Anyway, I hope there's some. Um, things that I learned that will be helpful to the listeners or to you, James, um, as you continue your project. And uh, is there anything you would like to add before we wrap up? No, I think uh, definitely uh, learned a lot from your experiences. And um, hopefully in a, in a future uh, episode, I'll be able to share my similar experiences and similar success in finishing yeah. Listeners, if you've had any kind of similar experience that you want to share, um, any any tips or hacks for dealing with what I'm calling decluttering sentimental junk, <laughs> uh, please find us on the internet. We're at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog and Twitter, we are at The Weekly Review. And you can even email us at say hello at theweeklyreview.fm. It would be great if you could rate or review this podcast. It helps new listeners find us, and it does make us smile to know that you like us. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun There's a lot of things you got to do You'll think about them all